0: we are in the studio with Michael Card. I'm Wayne Shepard. And here we are in Nashville, back in Nashville. Right. And we're actually in Bellevue. Okay. All right. Which this... is a suburb of Nashville. Now, how far from here did you grow up? Uh, pretty far. Okay. Uh, Madison, is that where you grew up? Yeah,
1: Madison. Yeah, north, far north Nashville.
0: We're at a studio called The Art House, mm-hmm. and the director of The Art House is going to join us in the second half yes. of our program today, who happens to be... Nathan Tasker. mm mm-hmm.
1: Wonderful singer-songwriter that I've known... For 20 years, long, maybe
0: even longer than that. He's going to uh, join us in the second half of our program today. We'll talk about the first half in a moment, but here's a note from Wales. Wow. You have a lot of fans in the UK. Well, you know, those are
1: my people. Card, <laughs> the name Card comes from Cardiff, Wales. Oh. You I didn't never know made, that? I didn't make that? I never made that connection. Well, that's why I wear T-shirts that say Wales on it all the
0: time. <laughs> Duh. Okay. So one of the brothers from Wales has written yeah. us a letter. Chris says, I just want to thank everyone involved in the production of the podcast, as they are very much appreciated here in Wales in the UK. The guests and the regular team are such a blessing, encouragement, and challenge in our daily walk with Christ. There you go. I like what he says here. Thanks to Wayne and Joe. Uh, oh, and don't forget Michael. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Chris, <laughs> thank you for your note. And uh, we love to hear from listeners. You can reach us through our website or just in the studio at michaelcard.com. Yeah, well, that's one of the most
1: beautiful parts of the world is Wales. Mm. It's just a wonderful place. And sweet people. And... As I understand it, there's a, a revival, another revival, of course, really? the Welsh revival everyone oh, yeah, talks about. Very famous. But there is a home prayer revival that's been going on for some time in Wales.
0: We'll have to follow it. up on that sometime. That would be good, a yeah, good thing to look do. Look forward to that. Yeah. All right. Coming up in a moment, after you sing a song for us, we're going to hear from a, a friend of yours, somebody yes. you really love, don't you?
1: Yeah. Uh, Anthony Pickett is is a guy, again, I've known Anthony for 30 years, uh, but he is my Bible teacher. Uh, he uh, gives leadership to the on-the-way Bible study, which uh, we meet together on uh, on Wednesdays. But not only does he teach the Word and and do it very well, but an- Anthony actually works uh, all night long. So he, after he's worked all night, he goes home and gets ready for the Bible study, and then at 11 o'clock comes and teaches it, and then goes home and finally— He works in an auto factory. He, yeah, he works down what used to be the Saturn— factory and he he actually directs like a whole area of the factory yeah. so but um the thing about anthony is he 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 has this incredible he's a pastor bible teacher he cares for so many people in the community if anybody is in need they come to anthony he's just an incredible guy
0: i know you're looking forward to introducing yes. anthony pickett to yes. our listeners here in the studio today but um, how about singing a song as sure. we begin? This was recorded by you in the studio at Molen back mm-hmm. a few years ago, actually. Mm-hmm. This is a song. I enjoy this very much, By Faith. Michael Card in the studio.
1: Ready? One, two, three. By faith one
2: was commended for the sacrifice he made. Another out of holy fear built an ark the world to save. Other left his homeland And as a stranger he'd reside But none received the promise then And so in faith they died Others conquered kingdoms And quenched the fury of the flame Some made strong in battle Alive again, but many more were martyred. Midst the crowd's loud clamoring, by faith, they would not bow the knee or kiss the emperor's ring. Faith understands and offers, it assures and calms our fears. It can shine. Of lions and make sense of scars and tears. We persevere in hope and with conscience clean and clear. We walk this fallen wilderness with salvation high. What we hope for Seeing what is yet unseen A universe from nothingness New life where none had been The known made from unknowable And hope for the comfortless Who hear and hold on firmly to The faith that they possess It and calms our fears It can shut the mouths of lions And make sense of scars and tears We persevere in hope And with conscience clean and clear We walk this fallen wilderness With salvation's pioneers So, fix your eyes upon the champion as you seek to run the race, understanding that he cheers you on as you long for his embrace. So, hold on and do not grow weary of the faith that you profess, remembering that you are ringed around by this cloud of witnesses. Faith understands and offers, it assures. I our beer.
0: Mike, we'll ask you to sing for us again in a few minutes after we talk with a very special guest who joined us. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll bump into people and say, you know, boy, I love it when Mike Card leads a Bible study. But what they don't know is that you attend a Bible study Absolutely. every week, don't you? For
1: for a long time. I don't know how many years now, but it's been years. Yeah.
0: I actually went with you once years ago. Yeah.
1: And uh, this this uh this brother's really my he's become my best friend over the years. Hmm. I don't know if he would say that back, but <laughs> uh, we'll ask him uh, in just a moment. <laughs> no, let's don't let's don't ask. But um, yeah, what can I say? I, uh, he's a guy that loves scripture, and and just as a sideline, when when he teaches our Wednesday class, he's worked all night long. Hmm. He works all night, and then he goes home. He gets ready for the Bible study. Then he comes to Bible study, and he brings usually brings the food because we feed you know feed everybody as well and it's you know it's it's bible knowledge but but r- wrapped up in bible passion and compassion and compassion mm-hmm. and it's just kind of the whole package so it's a privilege to have you here
0: anthony pickett welcome well, thank you it's yeah. an honor to be here did yeah. i
1: mess you up bragging on you Ah,
3: <laughs> uh, you did <laughs> you look kind of messed
1: up.
0: <laughs>
3: how do you look at the bible study what, what happens each week there anthony Oh, it's, it's a tremendous gift of God. I mean, it's something that I couldn't have planned. I couldn't have made happen without uh, the Holy Spirit working that. Mm-hmm. He pulled that whole thing together. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that it turned out to be what it is and still evolving. Why do you do it? Well, uh, once, I, I just love teaching. And uh, it's, it's a, to me, it's a wonderful story. And it's tr- truly an honor to be here because Mike really uh, got me involved in Loving the word, loving scripture, mm-hmm. while attending his Bible study. And from that, um it, it's just have grown.
1: Mm-hmm. Pickett has a real gift to for for looking at big uh sections of the text. I, I remember one day I was off on the the um Genealogy in Luke, and how I didn't understand why it was there, and blah 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 blah, kind of ranting and raving about what <laughs> all that I found wrong with Luke. Right? Did, did Anthony reel you in? Then? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, well, I was saying, you know, and it interrupts this the passage. You know, I didn't. Why should it be here? And um, it, it it actually interrupts the 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 uh, the baptism of Jesus and the temptation of Jesus. Right? Which I think is one story. So I'm all been out of shape about Luke and why did he do this and. And Anthony just very calmly said, because the is about Jesus, the sonship of Jesus, right? That Jesus is the Son of God. And Pickett just very naturally said, well, uh, Mike, the genealogy establishes that Jesus is the Son of God. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> the final so, word. So it's that kind of thing. I mean, he sees he sees he sees structure and he sees the big picture when I'm caught up in minutia. So we're we're a good team, I think. Huh.
0: Well, we want to talk about uh, falling in love all over again okay. with God's word. I mean, yeah. uh, those of us around these mics love the word. We spend time with the word. You two study it. Very deeply. Um, let's help others gain this love, Anthony. Well, let's try. Mm, yeah. <laughs> let's try. Well, we're going to
1: look at a passage in Luke. we we've, we've just we're just finishing up Luke in the Wednesday study. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there was a passage that you were particularly interested in.
3: Yeah, the the Luke twenty one eight piece, mm-hmm. where I, I think it, it's the beginning of the one of the longest answer that Jesus gives anywhere in the scripture. Mm-hmm. And the disciples, they was, they was just looking back at the temple, and Jesus just gave this discourse about the, not one stone to be left on upon another. And all of a sudden, they said, when will we know what sign will be given? In mm. eight, Jesus started out with, watch, don't be deceived. Mm. And that just grabbed me. Yeah. And the reason why it grabbed me, because as I started looking at he's starting this whole answer out with a warning. Right. And it's going to take 36 verses for this to be uh, complete. But what grabbed me is with that warning, it also goes back to the beginning of his ministry. Uh, when we look at the Matthew piece of uh, Matthew 7 at the Sermon on the Mount, when he said, beware, mm. you know, so you got this uh, at the end of his ministry. And at the beginning, he given a warning. And I think everything in between is super, super important. That we don't hardly hear anything about today. Yeah. And that's what I I I, I began to wrestle with. Yeah. That. Mike, you have the
0: verse itself right there. Why don't you read that for yeah,
1: us? Yeah, this is uh yeah, twenty one eight. Then he said, Watch out that you're not deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he and the time is near. Don't follow them. Pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and, and what I like about this this long he he's just torn up the temple, right? Right. And um And I I think they're making small talk. I mean, when I hear them say, oh, look at these stones, Mm -hmm. I think Jesus is mad. And he's been to the temple his whole life, right? He's seen the stones. Oh, Master, look at these big stones. (laughs) And he goes, you see those stones? You know, I think he's still mad.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think not only is is he still mad, and I will take it one step further and still in just being mad, I think he was pretty doggone angry mm-hmm. because of what he saw in the temple this particular time around with the lady giving all her might. Mm-hmm. I think that's a whole another story in itself. Mm-hmm. But I think Jesus was really angry about what he was seeing that was happening in the temple itself. Mm-hmm. And so as he was leaving out, that was still fresh on his mind. Mm-hmm. And the disciple, you know, they still... Thinking about other things, and the temple still on Jesus' mind and what's ahead of him. Yeah. And so when he asked that question, answered the question. He just let him know that not one stone going to be left upon another, right? Yeah. But don't worry about that. You watch out. Mm-hmm. You be aware uh-huh. that you don't get deceived. I think that's one of the driving points on because sometimes in life we get a, we we look at other things and it's dealing with the things that we should be looking at. Mm.
1: Well, sometimes I think. I mean here's my question. He he clearly loves the temple. Right. Right. His father's house. He loves the temple. But he he's angry about what the temples become.
3: Has become, correct.
1: And um so so tearing the marketplace up, I don't know, sometimes you feel like, well that's not the that's not the action of someone who loves the temple. He wouldn't have done that. And everyone they're all asking, okay, who gave you the authority to do this? No one says You shouldn't have done that. They're all saying, well, who gave you the authority to do that? And I don't know, sometimes it's hard, for me, it's hard to come to grips with his, maybe maybe he's having trouble coming to grips with this feeling about what the temple has become and what the temple is supposed to be. I mean, do you ever get that feeling?
3: Well, I think that's a a way of looking at it, Mm -hmm. right? I think that's a good way of looking at it. I also think because, it is it, when we when you get into mindset, and this is one of the things that you always have uh, gotten me to do is to put yourself in that place mm-hmm. uh, to be a part of, to, to immerse yourself into that, right? And when when uh, people who thought they had the authority, they uh-huh. never challenged him on the authority, uh-huh. right? They never really challenged him on the authority uh, because they never went back in and straightened things out. Hmm. While Jesus when Jesus tore up the temple the second time around, uh, he set up shop and he for for a few days there, or well, a day and a half, yeah. he actually commanded the temple where truth was being told yeah. again in the temple, and so the uh, the priests and the Pharisees they didn't challenge him on that. Yeah, they didn't challenge. He had, he commanded that, and the people was coming day and night to hear what Jesus had to say.
1: Yeah, and I think people overlook that part of the story. And is it Matthew where it's He's not letting people take the shortcut through. He's not letting people carry anything through. Yeah. And lame and, is it the lame and the blind? Or anyway, there, there are people that are, are allowed in the temple that he's teaching that normally aren't allowed in the temple. I think people look, overlook that part. So it's almost, what is he, is he establishing or bringing the temp, what the temple is supposed to supposed be Supposed to
3: be, I think. Yeah. I think that's a real good way of looking at it because of oh, what Jesus is doing. Because he is commanding. The presence, uh-huh. and truth, I think now is being taught in the temple for these few hours that he's doing it uh-huh. from sunrise to sunset.
1: Get get to the 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 um, the discussion after the watch out part when he starts telling them all the details about what's going to happen.
3: Well, the piece that you know he started telling them about—you have wars and wars, nations against nation, mm-hmm. kingdom against kingdom, mm-hmm. right? And these things, he said, don't get alarmed about those things. These things has to happen. Mm-hmm. This is only the beginning of, of trouble, pretty mm-hmm. much, right? And so, before I even much get to that piece, I want to go backwards because I think that the warning is so important. Even today, I think that the warning is so important because we can see wars and rumors of wars. We can see it's always been that. Right. Mm -hmm. And and matter of fact, the wars has increased ever since Jesus time Mm. up to this particular point. Mm. And we look at climate control people and how weather is turning. So we can see uh, the tension even in that. But the piece that really grabbed me is the warning itself when he began to answer the question. They have a question. They want to know what signs and what what signs should they be looking for, right? Uh-huh. And he starts out by warning them about many, not just a few, but many are going to come in this name. Same thing in the beginning. And Matthews, when he come off the mountain, you know, he when he get to uh, Matthew 7, uh, 14 and 15, 15 and 16, rather, uh, he talk about be aware because many false prophets are going to come in my name, right? And today we don't hardly hear anything about These And I think it's bookend Mm -hmm. with a lot of things that's happening in the middle where we are missing this warning today. And we become more followers of larger churches and everything else Mm -hmm. in the broader way. Because another piece to that that I see that's really important is the choice. When you get through, it demands, when you get through with the Sermon on the Mount, it demands a choice. It's two gates. One is narrow and one is broad. Mm -hmm. You choose. And at the end of our sermons today, we don't get that choosing. We don't get that choice. Mm. It don't bring us to a point where we make a choice and then be reminded of the choice and then be reminded again of how difficult this thing is to really let us know that we need to depend on Jesus. Mm. We can't do it. It has to depend on Jesus.
1: So is the failure to give us the choice or to remind us of the choice? Is that part of this? many will come in my name
3: i think so i think uh, it's not uh, it's not that it is is so far as the many i think that uh because people with good intentions have been deceived uh-huh and, it's, and, and and they're teaching out of their deception, okay. right? And so it's just a progression of things. What Jesus is is warning, I believe, is for the followers, all the followers, not just the, the followers then, but all the followers, to be a study of the Word mm-hmm. and everything else. Be like the church at Berea, you know. Be eager for Paul mm-hmm. or be eager for Mike to come right. and teach us, but also <laughs> to go to home, and teach right, and study to see if those things that Mike teach it's true. And yeah. I think that's I think that's the warning that we have. Because we have a lot of good things that's being said across the pulpit. We got a lot of good things that's happening in the church. But what is it that Christ wants us to be? Yeah. Because it, one, of, one of the things when we listen to he say, if anyone come after me, let him deny himself first. Mm-hmm. Right? That's tough. That's hard. And if somebody That's part of that narrow way. That's part of the narrow way. They deny because a lot of things we have to give up. Is that Broadway? We could take all our baggage with us on the Broadway. <laughs> take <laughs> right? it with us. We could take it with us. Yeah, yeah. We could take it with us on the on the Broadway. And sometimes in our churches, we could take a lot of things. We could accept a lot of things in there. But the narrow way, one of the things that he said, is few gonna find it right. Yeah. And the reason why you have a door, right? He talks about two doors, right? The reason why you have a door is to let people in. And let people out. Mm-hmm. Or keep people out and let people in. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's talking about. And as soon as he gets finished with that, he goes into the false prophets. Beware of the false prophets. Mm-hmm. They're going to come in sheep clothing, but inside they're raving wolves mm-hmm. and everything else. And I get this image in my head because we got the two gates, right? And I get the image in my head that we got people who look like men and women of God standing and one saying, come here, come here, I come here, door. right? You, ah, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do this, right? Just come. You right? can have all this and yeah, Jesus right. too. Right, mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah. right, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And then you got the other one at the narrow gate. And this is what gets me, is is at the narrow gate, that's that's waving people off. Oh. It's too hard for you to come. Mm. You can't do it mm-hmm. and everything else. And we can't do it. And that's the thing, we can't do it. Yeah. We have to fall on Christ. We have to collapse on Christ. He's the one that's able to do it mm-hmm. and did it. Wow.
0: Yeah. You know, listening to this conversation, it, it uh, I'm impressed with the fact you've got to know the context. Yeah. You can't just take a verse, lift it out.
3: That's not how you yeah. teach, is no, it? No, sir. No, sir. And Mike taught me that. And, hey, let me and tell Bill you. taught me that. Yeah. I mean,
1: we're just we're, yeah. we're Bill Lane's boys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I
3: had a short walk with Bill and fell in love with Bill. Yeah. Mike introduced me to Bill. But here's here's something about what Mike did. I really thought that I was a Bible scholar uh, before Mike. Yeah, and, you were trained, right? Yeah, no, no not at this particular time. He oh, okay. the one that got me interested Oh, in, I see, that came everything. later. Yeah, that came okay. later. I just thought you pick up the Bible and you read it, and you got command of the Scripture, right? <laughs> I was a Sunday school teacher. I was doing this, and I was just being elevated in church. Go to Mike Bible study, and he hooked me. I forget the exact passage it was, but um, it was uh, teaching uh, about uh, Mary, I believe, that opened up a bottle of Asabasa. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And he had some, and he opened it up as he, and we was passing around, but he used one word that got me. He was talking, he said, this motif. And I said, motif? Uh, what is a motif? <laughs> right? It was a hook, <laughs> motif, and everything else. And and he started talking about the motif and what was taking place as people was passing this around. And as he was teaching and passing around, and he smelled and he just drawed me in. Mm. He just put me in a place where this was taking place at. And I realized that particular night, man, I don't know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) It created a hunger. It created a hunger. Right. And a passion. Yes, it did. Yes, it did.
1: And I think once you get on this road, I still have that feeling, I won't say every day, but weekly, I have this feeling like, why have I wasted? I don't know anything. I'll read a book and somebody will see all these things that I've passage I've looked at a hundred times. Well, that happens to me in Bible study. You see stuff that I've, I've read that passage a hundred times, but I think that's how the spirit
3: works. I believe you're right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Just the other day in the conversation, when we was talking about the Sermon on the Mount, uh-huh. and I was saying, well, you know, I think that's a bad name for it, the Sermon on the Mount. It yeah. just give you a location. It's not giving you anything about <laughs> oh, yeah, contact, yeah. We're, right? we're having <laughs> coffee. I remember right, that. Right. Yeah. right. You, you know, and then you're talking about, well, Moses. <laughs> I said, well, yeah. It's,
1: I go, yeah, well, yeah it's, there, there aren't any mountains in Galilee. It's, right. the, you know, Biggie <laughs> he goes. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But you you do that for me, too. Yeah. All right. I, for I think we're too.
0: getting a little bit of an idea what takes place uh, in, in this Bible study. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Pickett, will you come back and open the Word with us again sometime? Oh, absolutely. I'd oh, be honored to do This has been that. very enjoyable. Yes. Mike, I see why you love this man so much. Yes, yeah. yeah.
1: He's a wonderful friend. Yeah. yeah.
0: Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Thank you. Let's ask Mike to sing again here on the program. Jesus, let us come to know you.
2: Face to face touch us, hold us, use us, mold us only.
0: John Catchings on cello, a memorable performance that expresses our prayer Jesus, let us come to know you. Well, we're just at the halfway point in this session. There's much more waiting for you in the second half. We're so glad when listeners share their comments. Here's one that reacted to a recent session from Michael's Lament series. They write, I never cease to be amazed by the Lord's timing. I've been intending for several weeks now to mention to you the song, Mourning the Death of a Dream. And here it is right in the middle of your podcast tonight. Wow. The Lord's blessings are indeed an embarrassment of riches. This poignant song brings tears, but moreover, a deep joy. It was a delight after a trying week. Well, if you'd like to share what you found on this podcast with a friend, we've made accessing the program as easy as possible. The program audio is updated each week on our website, and we keep several sessions available with all the program details for you to follow up. And you can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and now Spotify. Find it when you search for Michael Card or get the links at michaelcard.com. And you can extend the impact of the teaching you heard from Michael Check out his weekly blog posts, books, music, and conferences that address other topics based on the Bible. Explore all that is waiting for you at michaelcard.com. Well, the next guest is tuning up his guitar, and I'm certain you'll want to hear Nathan Tasker perform his music and share his story. That session in a moment when we return in the studio with Michael Card. Next week, join us for a classic in the studio with Michael Card. Dr. George Guthrie joins us for a lively study on living out our faith. In our creativity section, Don Wurtzen stops by the studio to give us some direction on how to listen to great music. And then Michael has a chance to talk with Gary Witherall, whose first wife was killed while serving Christ in Lebanon. Challenging conversation and inspiring music. Watch for the post and join us at michaelcard.com. Glad you're with us for this week's edition of In the Studio with Michael Card. Nathan Tasker coming up in just a moment here.
1: Yeah, we're here at his studio, the art house in uh,
0: beautiful Bellevue, Tennessee. Yeah. It's my first time to be here, but you've been here before, right? Yeah,
1: this, this, is, this place has been here a long time. It's actually been here 103 years. As it's a church. A, it's an old church, yeah. But uh, Charlie Peacock uh, started this ministry here a long time ago, and Nathan has given leadership to it now. You've recorded here? Yeah, I have. We did uh, part of the last record here. Um, after Molin studio got sold, uh,
0: Nathan very graciously let us use this studio. All right. Well, we're going to talk with Nathan, but before we talk with him, how about if he sings for us here? Wonderful. In the studio. Your Love Changes Me.
4: I look in the mirror At the man in front of me Just a hazy reflection Of all the things I want to be I'm so frustrated By all the compromise And I'm I'm so embarrassed By the way I feast on the hollow lies When your truth is so much sweeter And your love is so much deeper When you cannot love me more And you will not love me less Though I come to you with nothing And receive your righteousness Will I come just as I am Oh, but here's the mystery While I can come without changing Your love changes me Your love changes me Sometimes imagine When I am all alone Giving some more time I could have done this on my own But how can I be So blinded by my pride And how can I forget I was dead before you gave me life For you are the great life giver And you are the promise Well, you cannot love me more And you will not love me less Though I come to you with nothing And receive your righteousness Well, I come just as I am Oh, but here's the mystery While I can come without changing Your love changes me But nothing of my own I bring Simply to your cross I cling Cause there's nothing of my own So I'll know it's you alone That gives me everything You give me everything your righteousness. Will I come just as I am? Oh, but here's the mystery: the while I can come without changing, your love changes me. Yeah, your love it changes me. Yeah, your love changes me. Your love changes me. It changes.
1: Feasting on hollow lies. I am so going to steal that line.
0: (laughs) Nate, is it okay if he steals the line?
5: I I have been stealing from Mike for a long time now, so I figure (laughs) it's about time you took something of mine.
0: Uh, Turn about his fair play. Yeah, I think so. Hey, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, here I am welcoming you to To your your studio, studio. (laughs) but, you know, you know what I mean. Just
1: let the listeners know that uh, Nate has let us use his studio for two days to record our show in, so thank you. Oh, what a this beautiful place!
0: Yeah. 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 Great to have you guys yeah. here. Yeah, it's it's fun to see here. you again after all these years. I know. Uh, you were just such a young man who was uh, visiting from Australia the last time that uh, I saw you. I know Mike has seen you since well, then. Well, he's still but, a yeah. young man. Yeah. But he's very young. Everybody's <laughs> very young kind. to me. Yeah. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. I think it's almost uh, 15 years ago that I was out at Molin Studios and during yeah. the recording of In the Studio. And yep. I think Brendan Manning was the. Yes, that day. Wow. And it was that was a
0: long time ago. Amazing. I remember yeah. that day. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, here we are. I know. And you've been how many songs have you written since then? Um a lot of them, not all good, but
5: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of songs, yeah. Well, we've listened to Nate record uh
1: three songs now that we're gonna have on the show later. And I, I had sort of thought, you know, I'm done writing songs. I'm you know, enough is enough. <laughs> but I want to write songs again after hearing you play. Those three songs. So that's, thanks for that.
5: That's that's very kind. I, yeah, yeah. Your your music has uh, been a massive influence in, in mine. And uh, thanks. Very very
0: grateful. So. Isn't that how it's supposed to work though? We spur one another on to, to I, love and good deeds, right? I, I think and songwriting too. <laughs>
1: and it's the, it's the honest thing with songwriting. There there are I say there's different kinds of genius. Mm. There's genius that you hear like someone play or sing, and you go, "Oh, I could never do that," and they sort of shut your creativity down. Yeah. But then there's genius that you hear, and you go. I want to, do, like, James Taylor for me was always that kind of genius. I hear yeah. James Taylor and I think, ooh, I want to write songs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's my favorite type of genius as well. Yeah, you mean me but, me too. Yeah. And I can't put my finger on what the difference is. Yeah. Maybe, one, maybe one's a virtuoso. Maybe a virtuoso makes you think, yeah, I could never do I'll that. I'll never reach that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hmm. yeah. Amazing.
5: Yeah. I'd be, I'd be James Taylor.
0: Nate, what <laughs> caused you to look up Mike Card when you came to Nashville that first time?
5: Yeah, I, I had been listening to Mike's music for... A, a long time actually in fact during one of the most uh important periods of my life i was studying at university and had started writing my own songs and started playing in in sydney australia and i was listening to uh michael card greatest hits mm. and i'd already had all your other records but hearing them all in a row as i was driving to university there's only two songs on the record. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not true you know. that was, it was just it really shaped my heart um mm-hmm. mike's music has uh, always been valuable in shaping my love for jesus my love for the bible um my love for the church and uh during that period of time i realized i really wanted to get into christian music and so Mm. i started down that path and during that period i actually was over in ireland for a month with my buddies and uh we stopped in at douglas gresham's house Mm -hmm. um and who was c.s lewis's son yeah. And so, and he had actually written a Ford in one of Mike's books, uh, The Parable of Joy. I think mm. he wrote the Ford in it. And I said to Doug, Oh, I'd love to meet Michael Card. That'd be amazing. And so he we went through his little Rolodex and he said, Here's his personal cell phone number <laughs> and his address. And uh, so I wrote it down. And then I booked myself a ticket to Nashville and a hotel room at the Ramada Inn in Franklin. (laughs) And he called me and I said, who gave you this number?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't ever call this number again.
5: I remember the first thing he said to me was, well, I'm going to the movies tonight with Daryl Waltrip and Phil Keggy. Uh And I I I was like, I've heard of Phil Keggy but I don't know who Daryl Warchip is, apart from the Volvo dealership next door. I was like, well, well, he's He's like the
1: winningest race car (laughs) driver in history. (laughs)
5: Which I worked out pretty quickly, unfortunately. Yeah, I felt very embarrassed because I was like congratulating him on his Volvo dealership. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that was really the start. And and to be honest, after that movie, I don't know if you remember, Mike, we sat at Backyard Burger and, and you said to me, why are you here? And I said, I'm interested in learning more about the Christian music industry, which wasn't necessarily true. I was looking for- Mentors, I was looking for people to help shape me. I was young and mm-hmm. in desperate need and um you said to me, "You want my advice? Go back home and work in your local church. Mm-hmm. I remember it really uh caused me to think very clearly about what am I doing with my life, uh, what is my calling mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was a huge challenge, and I didn't want you to get sucked into this system, yeah, you know, yeah, and I think you've done a good job of not doing that well i and Part of it is because I've looked up to people like yourself to, to guide me on that, that road. Um, and also I think God's been very gracious as well in not allowing me to get,
0: uh, sucked in. Yeah. 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 Talk about your songwriting through these years.
5: Yeah. Um, I've, I mean, my songwriting hopefully has been, been growing in the way that it, uh, it shares. I, I've always walked that fine line. It's always been very difficult that a lot of my songs get a lot of radio play in Australia. Um, and in order to do that, uh, trying to find words and trying to write lyric, uh, that is truthful and hopefully pursuing excellence as well. Uh, knowing that it's going to get played on radio, which is 60% mainstream music and 40% Christian. So it's not just a oh, Christian see. radio station. That's the way oh, it I is in your home. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, so yeah. after my song, John Mayer will uh, be, wow. have a song. On. Okay. So huh. it really has changed the way that I think about it. And, um, at the same time, I, I really want my songwriting to be something that is hmm. uh, true to who I am, what I'm going through as a Christian. And, Why do we
0: underestimate know? songwriting? That oh, I could do that. You know, we yeah. hear a song and think, Well, I, I could write that. And, yeah, and it's not true. It's just not true, is it? Well, <laughs> you know, it, it's it is and it isn't.
1: I yep. think on one hand, I think musical giftedness is way overrated. Yeah, in my, in my opinion, I mean, virtually anybody if they work. Hard enough can sing. Yeah, you know, like these shows. He the hasn't voice. heard me sing. Yeah. No, 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 no. But really, the, the the voice. Yeah, right. And these people, and they they sing great. But you know, and I think a lot of people can sing great. Yeah. Um. But on the other hand, like writing songs, and that that's a little that's a little different. I think. I yeah. Don't know what we think.
5: Yeah, I think that writing songs, you, is something that you practice and you get better at I remember someone telling me that you should always finish every song you start No, I know and (laughs) I've never done that (laughs) but the goal of it apparently was that you get into the discipline of learning how to finish your songs bad songs songs. (laughs) (laughs) but I do think there's that element of practicing and and, uh, I know sometimes I'll sing someone else's song Mm -hmm. in order to get into my own song if that makes sense Hmm. like I'll start writing out of someone else's song um, and hopefully not plagiarize mm. too badly but
1: yeah, yeah. i know, I, I, you know i've I mean? never thought of it that way but yeah. i've done that before i'll listen to another song that i
5: kind of like that gets me in that and it, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah it takes you somewhere it moves you mm. yeah yeah um which i really enjoy that but yeah i think there's something great about you know in nashville there's that creative community yeah um which i really lacked in australia and coming over here and getting to spend time with other creatives that helps you to write better songs i think to share them with people who are writing together mm-hmm. um You know, I know, Mike, you've always spoken about how great creativity does come out of community as well, you know, and um, that's been my experience too Mm -hmm. and collaborating on songs, writing with other people. When you promote Mm -hmm. that here in your
1: studio, right? Mm -hmm. You have the beautiful studio, you let people... You know anybody just kind of off off the street, you know, like me and Wayne. You <laughs> let, let us come well, in. Well,
4: like and use Mike.
0: It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we heard you sing "Your Love Changes Me." For mm. instance, where does the what's the source of that inspiration for a song like
5: that? Yeah, that in, I remember that uh, inspiration very deeply. I was uh, traveling to Nashville and a part of Empty Hands Fellowship when I was here, and then also going to the Franklin Study Center, Franklin House Study Center, mm-hmm. and listening to Mike teach through uh, the Gospels and really, it helped me to jump into the Bible deeper than I I had in Australia. And, uh, I remember that phrase that I thought that you actually came up with (laughs) that God cannot love us more and will not love us less. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember driving down the road in Sydney, Australia, having just heard that from Mike, you know, got back from overseas and I, I had the idea for that song and I rang my dad on his cell phone and I said, dad, I'm about to call you again. Please don't pick up. I need to leave a voicemail message. Oh. And I sang mm. that chorus into his phone. Uh-huh. And then a few months later, he was like, Do you want me to delete this message? And I had to listen. I was like, oh,
3: That's
5: no, great. It's that's like the most- song fairies <laughs> <laughs> giving me a song. Yeah. And so, so I finished that song. And um, it was the very first song that actually went uh, to radio in Australia, um, which was exciting for, mm. for me way back then. So,
0: well, your dad gave us that voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not right. really. I wish we did have it though. it <laughs> would so be, do I. It'd be fun to yeah. hear. <laughs> Terrible.
1: Well, and your dad came came with you to Empty Hands.
5: He did. Yeah. He he was a a member when we when he was visiting me in Nashville uh, at summer times. Uh, he came along, and I remember how impactful that was for him to be amongst those men, hearing uh, you guys pray, uh, going for prayer walks around the neighborhood as yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, it really. Yeah, those those times were incredibly impactful as a young man.
0: We talked a lot about empty hands in the early days of this program, yeah. but we haven't talked a lot about it lately. Um, what, what impacted you? What was it about it, Nate?
5: Oh, wow. I, just sitting in a room full of people who were uh, older than I was, um, but also further along the road, wiser, um, listening to them pray. And uh, I, I mean, it... Was everything that I had hoped for in terms of finding people who were further along than I was, who could mm. shape my heart and mm. shape my love uh, for God as well, and um, and that's what I experienced there. I mean, you guys were very kind to me. I remember eating KFC and I'm hanging out. And I think I was, <laughs> I mean, I was probably twenty years younger than the next person mm-hmm. in the group, at least at the Empty Hands Prayer Groups.
0: I bet you were. Yeah, um,
5: yeah and there were others who were significantly older, and mm. those men. Shaped my life, and I still think about it. I Wait can
1: remember. I remember sitting at Kentucky Fried Chicken with you. <laughs> I actually do remember that now. And Denny Denson, yeah, and who yeah. uh, who is who's since gone home to be with the Lord. Yep. And um, and I, like you, I, I do. I remember it was. It felt like a privilege listening to them pray. Oh, yeah. Because I had sort of grown up in a culture where. When and it still really bugs me when people do it. Bugs me when I do it. When people pray publicly, they're really praying to the other people, people. in the room. Yeah, you know, Lord, we know you do this, and it's it's yeah. to, it's to the for the sake of the people in the room. But for the first time, I hear Bob Smith pray. Yep, and he he had this ongoing conversation with God that I, I was privileged to be a part of, of, and uh, wow, it changed everything.
0: Talking with Nathan Tasker here. You're going to come back on a future program, and we're going to talk about this place, the Art House. I look forward to that. Uh, I think it's a great story we want to tell, but we want you to sing for us again on this program. I'd love to. Uh, You Are Good is the song. Mm. Um, Talk about it. Where'd it come from?
5: Sure. Uh, A few years ago, I got um, diagnosed with an illness in Australia that was very unexpected and an ongoing thing. It's a liver condition that... um, none of the doctors know how to treat. And so I don't know what the future holds. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the midst of that, uh, I guess going through uh, periods of lament, um, this song came out. And in the midst of suffering, kind of singing songs that uh, I want my heart to believe, if that makes wow, sense. Wow, that's a great way to put today. it. And so, and so that's what this song is very much. Uh, you are good.
1: Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks again for uh, spending some time with us, Nate. Good privilege. to catch up with you.
0: Here he is, Nathan Tasker. You are good.
4: Never felt a pain like this More than I think I can face Never had to fight so hard To make it through another day All I thought I knew Is now uncertainty I don't know what to do but believe that you are good even here When I can't fight these tears And my heart is asking why Still I trust you on my side And you are good because this hurt Will not have the final word Oh, the valley might be low But it is well with my soul Cause you are good You are good The middle of the darkest night Is the place where your light breaks in The moment that I reach my end Is the place where your strength begins You hold me in your arms You meet my every need And this tired and broken heart It still believes That you are good Even here When I can't fight these tears And my heart is asking why Still I trust you're on my side And you are good because this hurt will not have the final word, or oh, the valley might be low. But it is well with my soul, because you are good. You are good, and your mercy never fails. Your mercy never fails No matter what I face You've taught my heart to say Your mercy never fails Your mercy never fails No matter what I face You've taught my heart to say You are good Even here When I can't fight these tears And you are good because this hurt Will not have the final word Or the valley might be low But it is well with my soul Cause you are good Your mercies never fail. Your mercies never fail. You are good. You are good.
0: You are good. What a great brother, Mm. Nathan Tasker.
1: Yeah, and he has paid the price to sing those words. That's Mm. not just a, a... a powerful idea. That's something that's come out of his own struggles with his, with his health. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and knowing that I think it really rings true. Yeah,
0: Yeah. We'll have him back in the future here on the podcast and uh, get to know him even better. Yes. But we so appreciate the invitation by Nathan to come and record here at the art house today. So
1: yeah. In a ministry that's, that's teaching people to uh, not just talk about their faith, but to really uh, seek, you know, an active, uh, pursuit of God's Word and mm-hmm. what does it mean in your songwriting and what does it mean in your life with your family. And he does a wonderful job of bringing that out.
0: Speaking of pursuing God's Word, uh, Anthony Pickett was with us mm-hmm. earlier in the program, and we talked about the great Bible study that you attend that yes. he leads yes. each week. And I just wonder if there isn't someone listening that would love to be a part of a Bible study like that if they just knew about one you know, could find one where they live.
1: Yeah, and and even to a step back from that, people who 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 sense that there's some this missing piece in their life. Maybe you go to church, or you know, you you know, you regularly do that sort of thing. But you realize, I really need to go deeper. I need to you know have deeper friendships. I need to go deeper with the word. And I think that those two things come together with what Anthony was talking about, and that is friendships that get formed yes. around the word. Yes. So, uh, you know, not that we're any kind of a paradigm, but we get together, just the two of us every week, uh, just to spend time together. But mm-hmm. it ends up, inevitably, we're talking about what's the latest thing you've learned? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think at the coffee shop where we go, I think people, I don't know if they think, because we're yelling at each other because <laughs> we're, we're, so, we're so excited about some new thing that we've seen. That's great. And I think if you're listening and, and you know, maybe you've, you've sensed there's something else that I need. Maybe that's it, maybe that's it, yeah, and so you begin by asking the Lord to bring that person into my life
0: It's a little different for me, but I have a group of men I meet with every Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. We meet at six forty five around a conference table. Mm-hmm. Was that too early for you <laughs> That's early. <laughs> Uh, and I really enjoy that time. But I got to tell you, we started studying the Book of Genesis oh, of all things. Uh-huh. So I mean, we're really <laughs> we really kind of waded into the deep end of the pool. But yeah. it, it's very meaningful to be a part of something like that. And we encourage our listeners to seek that out and find that. Yeah, that,
1: so. yeah, that the fellowship around the Word, it, with a small group or with just one other person.
0: Yeah, yeah. So why don't we pray to that end, Mike? Would you? Okay. Yeah,
1: Lord, we come to you as your people who need to be made wise by your Word many of us sense that uh, we are needy and perhaps that need is to meet with another person uh, around your word so that we can know you better, Lord Jesus, uh, through, uh, through coming to know one of your sons or one of your daughters better. So give us that. Uh, uh, place that person in our path and make it clear to us
0: uh, and we will give you thanks for that. In your name, amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Michael. When we plan to record these sessions, it's our prayer that the Holy Spirit will take what is said and the music that is shared to stir you to follow Christ faithfully. It's been an enriching experience to sit in on this session and hear from Anthony and Nathan. If this has been your experience in this hour, please let us know. Your comments, no matter how you send them, are a great encouragement to Michael and the team. Could you help us by posting a review of this podcast, share a post on Facebook, or use the contact section on our website, michaelcard.com? On that website, you'll find the links to our guests. You can access Michael's weekly blog and learn about his conference ministry and other ways to expand what you've heard in this session. If you need to listen to this program again, or have missed a recent program, just look for past sessions online at michaelcard.com. We hope you'll join us next week as we open our session archives and present a classic broadcast recorded at the Mole End Studio. Now for Ron Davis, Lauren Kosky, Ashley Smith, Lance Mansfield, Jeff Jones, and our producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Thanks for listening to In the Studio with Michael Card.